Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man, what a game. What a game. Bears versus the Packers. The Bears got nine. Packers got 17. Green Bay with the win. Let's go. Green Bay with the winning end scenario pulled it off, pulled off the victory um, against a rival opponent. We all know we hate the Bears, man. That's hate right there. I ain't, I ain't going to say we dislike. No, it's hate. It's hate. There was a lot of chippiness on the field, a lot of tension with no stupid penalties. So give it up for the guys, man. Give it up. Man, no penalties in general. There's only one on each side of the ball. Um, Before we get into the game too much, I do want to jump into injuries. We have no A.J. Dillon, no Ford, no McDuffie. Oh, man, my heart goes out to you. I hope you're okay. I know that was a concussion you're coming back from. That was scary the way you went off the field. So my heart goes out to you, my brother. And Christian Watson, again, not going to play. That's uh, very concerning with that hamstring issue. I hope that this is not a pattern that he... uh continues with however we did get Devondre Campbell back that's a huge addition we needed him with McDuffie out I said it before Campbell has to be there great performance by Campbell as well and we even got Luke Musgrave back man give it up for the guys man give it up for him it's good to see him back after that lacerated kidney and all those internal bleeding issues. That's definitely scary. Uh, Campbell with a neck issue, that's scary. So I'm just happy to see all them back. And best of wishes for all the guys that didn't make it onto the field. I, I just wish you all a speedy recovery. And even for the other side, man, I don't want nobody getting hurt in this game. So my heart goes out to you. We give it to you. You know, give them, give it up for them. Give it up for them. And uh, here we go. Packers got nine. They're seven and ten. End of the season. Packers got 17. They're nine and eight to end the season. We got more wins and losses, so that's a plus. The Packers, it was a winning get in, and we are there. Um, Justin Fields, he had just as big of a game because it was pretty much win or go home for him. He is going home, but he's not sure where home's going to be because it does not look like he'll be in Chicago next year. Um, I highly doubt it, especially after watching this performance, only putting up nine points. He did not do very well. He only did, what, 11 of 16 for 148 yards. No touchdown, no interceptions, eight carries for 27 yards. <sighs> That's tough, man. That's tough. I can say that a lot of it has to do is O-line sucked. Um, they, they definitely didn't do very well. We did have DJ Moore. He had four receptions for 64 yards. One of those was a big reception, so the other three, minimal. Um, DJ Moore is something special, man. That, that dude, is he's very talented. But Justin Fields just wasn't getting it. He didn't really have time in the pocket. He was definitely getting rushed. He got sacked five times, so that sums it up for you there. They were definitely overrun. Um, Herbert, or I, yeah, I believe they're, what's, what's their little, Khalil, Khalil something. Khalil Herbert, is that, is that it? Either way, they're running back. He didn't do anything. I think he got like 30 yards. It was just the Bears are a bad team, folks. I hate to bring it to you. I'm going to tell you just like the last time against Carolina, against uh, Minnesota. You know, we're just playing bad teams, but we're building momentum off of it, so that's a positive. But the honest truth is we're playing some bad teams, man, very bad teams. The Bears look like a bad team. They were not a good team. Uh, so give it up. And uh, special teams. Interesting. I, I we, we got our ass whooped on special teams. All of their returns were like to the 32, to the 34, to the 33. I think we had one to like the 20-something that number 22 made a big hit on. But just overall, our special teams was very concerning in the return game. We were not um, not even on a league average. We were doing very poorly. That was that was concerning. We had Carlson miss another 41-yard field goal. That's, that's uh, 
unacceptable going into the playoffs. It's definitely going to be a weakness going forward. We're going to be questioning our special teams, even though we have the highest special teams coordinator in the league. Um, speaking of special teams, Reed, man, he made two fair catches inside of the 10-yard line. Now, I played punt return. I hated that position. It's the hardest position to play in football, if you ask me. These dudes are coming full speed. They're about to take your damn head off. you got to catch this ball, go from zero up to full speed while these guys are coming full speed the other direction it is a scary place to be so my heart goes out to them however i do have to question because anytime it was going to be fair caught inside the 10 you're supposed to run away hopefully that ball bounces in the end zone so if if you're inside the 10 don't fair catch the ball get away that's the way i was trained i'm not sure how rich is doing this he's a special teams coordinator he's the professional he gets paid more than i do but what i can tell you we fair caught the ball inside the 10 yard line twice once at the eight and once at the six that fair catch at the six, there's no way you're supposed to fair catch a ball at the six-yard line. That ball should hit the ground, bounce in the end zone. You go, you put a block. You know what I mean? But it's interesting, folks. Um, if anything, let them fair catch the ball. You know, it, it, that's to me. So I'm very interested to see what Rich would say about that. Um, I don't agree with fair catching the ball inside of the 10, especially around the five-yard line. You let that bounce. You know what I mean? Or make them try to catch the ball. The returner should run forward, block the first guy, and hopefully that ball bounces in the end zone. That would get us, you know, way out there. So very questionable on the special teams. I'll jump all into that. Defense, man. Let's talk about our defense because we are blitzing. We are finally blitzing Joe Barry, man. I'm sorry it took almost cutting your head off in a guillotine and just firing your ass midseason, but you finally grew a pair. You're finally blitzing these these linebackers are not standing there when the ball is snapped. This is why I was saying they were averaging five yards because our linebackers are all reading. So when the ball snapped, they don't have a direction. They're not charging. They're not blitzing. They're not, they're not going this way. Hell no. They're standing back, and then the, the running back would always reach them. That's why they were averaging four to five yards every damn time. We're blitzing, folks. Joe Barry is lining up some amazing blitzes. He has Nixon coming off the edge. He has linebackers shooting gaps through the center. I mean, it is beautiful. I love the aggressiveness. I understand that we've been playing less than par quarterback, so that is you should be blitzing, which he should have been blitzing the whole time. But this week was beautiful. This week was beautiful, and I know Joe Barry has it in there. I just think he, he – He's a conservative guy. He plays safe. He doesn't want to get beat over the top. I understand it. But we want to pound that ass, boy, and, and that's, we're finally doing it, man. It is nice. It is nice on the defensive side. Um, let's jump into the grading, man. Let's jump in, see how I graded this one. Offense, I'm giving you a C. Why am I giving the offense a C? We played against um, averaging, when I say ranked defense or offense, I just kind of look at them. If we got, like, 16th in yards and 17th in points and you know 20th and I just kind of average it out so when I when I quote something anybody can come back and say well they're not actually ranked this because of this stat I just average it out folks and I don't even do like an average and then do the calculator thing I just use my damn head I'm just roughly so Chicago roughly 20th ranked defense in the league um they are the worst in the red zone absolute worst in the league uh defense in the red zone so why were the Packers only able to put up 17 points against the 20th ranked defense? That's concerning. That's concerning going into the playoffs just because uh, next week's challenge is going to be the Cowboys, for example. And the Cowboys defense trumps the uh, crap. I don't even know if that's politically correct to say anymore. But the Cowboys defense trumps the Bears defense nine out of ten days out of the week. Um now, especially with Micah Parsons, that dude is special. But they have a lot of corners. They have a lot of more talent than Chicago possessed this year, for sure. 
very concerning because we were only able to put up 17 points. I do understand this is a divisional matchup, so divisional opponents pretty much understand your offensive schemes a little bit better because they play you twice a year. They get to prepare for it twice a year, and uh, I do understand that aspect. I do want to give props and say there was zero offensive penalties. That is amazing. Give it up. Give it up. That means no holdings, no... um, Delay of game. I don't know if we had a delay again. I think we called a timeout, but no delay of game. No, no offensive penalties. I mean, that was beautiful. We only had one turnover. That was a love fumble. I'm not going to say it was fluke because his arm was out there, but he almost made it past. He broke that defender off. He just dropped the ball in the process. The defender's helmet hit the ball. It happens. Um, I'm not going to say it's a ball security issue like I have with Aaron Jones. He makes me very nervous just in the big games. And uh, Jordan Love, man, one hell of a performance. Give it up for the guy, man. You don't go, what what Jordan Love do? I got him somewhere in here. He went 27 of 32, 316 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and one fumble. I mean, besides the fumble, that was a spectacular game. He only missed five passes, five incompletes. I mean, just give it up for him again. That's beautiful, beautiful. Aaron Jones came out. He, Oh, man, he looked fresh. He looked beautiful. I will admit that I yelled at I screamed at the TV every time he got the ball. Don't fumble, don't fumble. Like, I, I'm very scared of Aaron Jones in big games just for that sense. He looked fresh, man. He was, he was cutting. He was seeing the field very well. He didn't have his road dog, A.J. Dillon, to relieve him, so he had to play pretty much the whole game himself. I, didn't, I don't even remember seeing Jonathan Taylor or anybody else in there thought it was beautiful i thought it was an amazing performance on aaron jones so give it up for that man a true leader in the locker room a true leader on the field there were a couple physical altercations he got in there immediately pulled the guys apart i did see him talking a little shit on uh twitter that's fine you're outside the field Uh, you know it is what it is he's definitely a leader on our team and i'm very very stoked to see what aaron jones the momentum that he's picked up and you know when you're rushing over 100 yards that's, that's a beautiful thing so and that helps jordan love out so just give it up man Matt LaFleur did a good job with that offense, putting that one together. So, Good job, good job. Now we can ask, well, well, all right, Bob Doc, so why is it a C? I'll tell you exactly why it's a C. End of the half, man. Woo, end of the first half was ass, dude. I mean, we had the ball going down there definitely in, you know, should have got a field goal, should have done something. The way that that first half ended was absolutely disgusting. I mean, you had Tyler Kraft not get out of bounds twice. Um, that's very concerning because we just had Jonathan Taylor do that like twice in the same game. So this should be something that should have been coached throughout the last month, ultimately. Time management is something that Matt LaFleur has struggled with since he's come into the league. So I don't really expect them to learn it from him because he's not the one to teach. You know, he's not the fountain of knowledge when it comes to that. He struggles in it, so it's not his strong point, and you see it across the team. That's very concerning, especially going in the playoffs where every second matter, every drive matters. That's not the rhythm you want going into there. That was a poor, very poor performance at the first at the end of the first half. I'm going to get into LaFleur's comments on this. Um, I, I, you know, 100, I would say 90% of the responsibility is on LaFleur just because I'm not sure what the hell he was calling that play for. Um, he wanted to get five yards at the risk and reward. It, it doesn't match up. So I didn't like it. I'm going to get into LaFleur's comments on that and his lack of responsibility on game day. However, he took full responsibility today. Very interesting. But I'll get your ass, LaFleur. I'm coming. Offense. I'm giving you a C, man. I mean, it was it – was, um, the blocking's beautiful. I, I want to just give one shout-out. Um, one thing that, you know, Matt LaFleur did right. He brought in Luke Butkus in his fifth season in Green Bay – 
Second, as our offensive coach and our offensive line has improved so much. And, I mean, I've watched this game three times now. I've watched the game, and I really enjoy watching our offensive line. I like the communication. You know, there was one or two blocks that did get loose up the middle. There was a couple. However, just overall, the way that we're pulling guards and the way that these guys are out in space and picking up the blocks, it was very well done. Um, Tight ends, for example, even Kraft made some beautiful blocks. DeGora made a good block. I mean, there was just some beautiful blocking going on. Um, Musgrave, he's back. We didn't see him very much, but he did make a catch. And there was just improved blocking all the way around. Um, Runyon, I I saw something that makes me question if if he's a dirty player. There was definitely um, a very physical play where he got a guy down and then he kind of slammed his helmet into the ground. I don't like that shit, man. You could really hurt somebody. You can hurt their spine or something like that. I definitely question what Runyon was doing there. Um, I wish I could, you know, bring it up. So I would clip these and put them online, but I think I'm going to get hit with copyright, and I'm not with that, especially if I don't have the right to show some. I'm not trying to steal from somebody. I didn't pay for that. I didn't earn the right to use that. So uh, I don't use things like that, and maybe that's a coward in me, but I don't feel like I'm entitled to it, so I don't want to uh, take advantage of it. They put it out there. Let them get the credit, but – I didn't, you know, I can cut and chop it and then get a copyright thing, and it's just a waste of time for me. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, Luke Butkus, man, give it up for that guy. What you've done to our offensive line from week one to week 18, I mean, even uh, Stevie Wonder could see the difference, and that's just keeping it real because our communication has improved substantially. Um, Zach Tom over there on the outside, he's holding it down. Uh, Walker made one hell of a block uh, and – We'll call it a individual performance when he just damn near threw a dude 15 yards into the backfield. I mean, there was just some beautiful play on our offensive line. I want to give it up to them, just the blocking and how that's improved. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) Romeo Dobbs, he was injured on his TD catch that didn't quite come through. He definitely hit the floor, had possession, but the floor bounced it out. The defender did a great job as well. He was said by John Kuhn to be coughing up blood. Now, I question this. I know he went to the hospital. Um, I'm not sure if he was actually coughing up blood. I only say that because I have bit the inside of my cheek and I've bit my tongue before and I've had enough blood coming to where if that's leaking and I am coughing, just if I'm coughing in general, say I got, I've broken ribs before too. Uh, so I've had a lot of things happen, but I've definitely coughed up situations where there's blood in what I'm coughing up, but sometimes it's like a busted lip or a busted tongue. Your lip bleeds a lot. I don't know how many I've been punching the lip. I have probably about a thousand times. So your lips bleed a lot. Your whole facial area bleeds a lot. So I don't know if he had a cut inside of his mouth and it was mistaken for coughing up blood because I only question that. Um, Dobbs went to the hospital. He'd been released. He's already, you know, he was back at the game, I think before it was over. And, uh, They basically say he's day-to-day, so I don't believe he has any internal bleeding to that point. If he's day-to-day, it's more likely to me that he bit his tongue or bit his, you know, had something bleeding in his mouth and coughed up and spit up some blood and John Kuhn just saw it. But maybe he has some type of internal bleeding, but you're still day-to-day. That would very much so surprise me. Um, But it is what it is. Hopefully he's healthy because we can definitely use him in the first playoff game. Hopefully Watson's there because Watson burned the Cowboys last time. We'll have to see how that all plays out. That's enough for the offense. Let's jump on to the defense. Defense, what's up, man? Give them an A. Give them an A. We're giving the defense an A on this one, man. That was a beautiful performance. We were going against Chicago. They've got, on average, a 20th-ranked offense as well. So Justin Fields, this was his big game, his big opportunity. This is his chance to show that he belongs. 
that didn't happen. That did not happen. Um, definitely did not happen. And I think Justin Fields is gone, folks. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, the defense pulled off five sacks, only 13 first downs allowed. They were three of 11 on third downs, 192 total yards, one defensive penalty, which was huge. That was Rashawn Gary jumped off sides. Or y'all would have got an A-plus, man. I'm not going to lie. But – Rashawn Gary jumped off sides. It's debatable because I think the left tackle moved at the same time pretty much, but Rashawn Gary should have had more discipline and stayed on side, so it wasn't even debatable. However, it's beautiful, man. You only allow nine points um, in somebody. This was, a, this was a make it or break it game for Justin Fields. He's playing with you know all the, uh, all the purpose, and the defense came out and executed. I love what Joe Barry did. I'm giving Joe Barry an A+. Give it up for him. I don't think he made too many errors when I watched this game. Um, he didn't play very conservative. He had safeties in the box. He had slot slot um, corners blitzing. He had linebackers blitzing. He had linebackers going every direction. When the ball was snapped, I did not see very often somebody standing around unless they were spying Justin Fields, and that was typically Walker because Walker was fast enough. That was the only time you really saw him standing Um I thought Devondre Campbell did amazing in coverage. There were a couple sacks, a uh, couple plays that he – Deserved the assist on. I mean, it was just beautiful play. The blitzing was all over the field. Um, damn, man. Uh, oh, the Van Ness sack. Devondre Campbell assisted in the flat. So the sack that Van Ness got, you can see the running back takes off into the flat. Devondre Campbell did not wait. Devondre Campbell was on a straight line going for that running back. Justin Fields didn't throw it because of Devondre Campbell. Pulled it down. Van Ness got the sack. Congratulations, Van Ness, stepping up to the plate. Did fail to contain a couple times on the end. I did see that in the film. Hopefully you can fix that. I understand you're trying to be aggressive and chase the running back. Your main priority is to seal the edge. Justin Fields cannot break around that edge. Lucky for you, Jahir Alexander was there to make the tackle. You can't let him around that edge, man. I played edge. I know your full responsibility is to contain that edge and then crash in, so you, you can't do that, playboy. Um, which other one? Kenny Clark sack on third down in the red zone. So that was a big sack, and Devondre Campbell was assisting on that one as well, but in the middle of the field. So you had DJ Moore was in the slot. He comes with a slant. Devondre Campbell was right in the way of that slant. It gave Kenny Clark the the time um, to get that sack on third down that was huge especially in the red zone that was I mean super substantial and Devondre Campbell I just gotta give it up to him man give it up to him now I was trying to rate him because I know I know I'm tough on this guy he's he's not the fastest he doesn't have the speed of Quay Walker he has a lot of intelligence he has a lot of leadership um, and he's definitely in the right place. Now, he's not the fastest. I'm going to give him a 7.5 out of 10 if I had to grade him just based off speed. Um, a very durable guy. He really is. I know he's missed a couple weeks, but I know there was more to that. He was definitely questioning some things inside the locker room, as you could tell. Seems like he's doing better and in a better place, so we're very thankful for that one. Kenny Clark, I mean, just an amazing performance. The Packers were winning the line of scrimmage. That's where it all started. This whole game came down to the line of scrimmage. When they were running the ball, the Green Bay Packers were in the backfield. When they were passing the ball, the Green Bay Packers were in the backfield. I mean, the Packers were just all over. We were blitzing all the time. I mean, it was just beautiful package. Joe Barry, great job once again. You're getting an A+. It's been a long time. I don't think I've ever given you one, so give it up to the mother. Good job, bro. I Just give it up to you, man. So, defense, y'all did solid, dude. I mean, Quay Walker, he got a sack. Um, that was 
Preston Smith assisting off the edge. We had Darnell Savage. He made a big hit in center field. Um, Nixon, he, he blitzed from the slot. That was beautiful. Inibare, he had some very solid tackling. Uh, it was just all-around perform. I'm looking at every Jahir Alexander, what a difference he's made. Give it up for him, man. Jahir's physicality was on complete display. I mean, he was over there. He was blanketing DJ Moore. I don't think DJ Moore got a single reception when Jahir was guarding him in man coverage. It was interesting to watch them go back and forth every time between, you know, they were just talking back and forth. I loved everything about it from a comp- from a competitive standpoint. Um, before the ball was snapped, DJ Moore went to the other side. I saw him wave on Jahir, like, come on, follow me, dog. Like, he, it was fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. I actually watched the whole game the second time just to watch them two going at it and just to watch Jahir because I love watching that cornerback position. That's my, where my heart is at. I loved what I saw. Valentine, he did decent. You know, Valentine did some decent coverage. He should have got burned once or twice, but he did make up for it. He has great speed, man, and he can track the ball very well in the air. I still question his physicality. He doesn't want to make the hit, but I can't blame him, man. When you weigh, you know, when you're the little guy like me, you ain't trying to hit these big ass dudes. You're gonna get hurt. But love playing cornerback. You're trying to get that INT. You ain't trying to get that tackle attempt. Love y'all, man. I love it. I love the blitzing. I loved everything about it. Great performance by the defense. Joe Barry, give it up for him. I don't know how many times I clap for the motherfuckers, but I love it. Special teams, special teams. These, this is a this is a concern here. Rich Basakia. Well, I don't know how the fuck you pronounce your name. I really don't care. You suck. You suck. You suck. Let's give it. Let's, let's be honest, man. He gets a D. We're giving this dude a D. Here's a crazy stat I dug up this morning. Rich, Rich, whatever the hell your name is. Rich B, our safety te- special teams coordinator. He's the highest paid in the league. With that being said, he is the second least successful special teams coordinator in Green Bay history. Let me repeat, and this is a Matt Fleur edition. Matt Fleur definitely, Matt LaFleur definitely brought him in. This is one of your Joe Barry sidekick type things. He is the highest paid special teams coordinator in the league. He is the second least successful special teams coordinator in Green Bay history. I wish I had my bogus sound effects still because I would hit that shit right now. This is this is horrible. We watched, like I said, there were kick returns that went all the way back. To, they were averaging over the 30-yard line, sometimes at 35. I mean, you can't average over the 30. Start kicking the ball in the end zone, just do touchbacks. You know, it's, it's that was ass to me. Um, we've got a field goal situations where our kicker can't be trusted. That's definitely concerning. And like I said, we had Reed fair catch two balls inside the 10-yard line. You shouldn't be fair catching a ball at the 6-yard line. What the hell is wrong with y'all? I mean, I, I don't know. That's the way I was taught the position. I mean, he's definitely teaching something different because he wasn't on his ass after the first time he did it. He did it again. So it's like, I don't know what the hell he's doing over there on special teams. And it's weird because his whole life has been special teams before he went over and was head coach of the Raiders. I mean, maybe that's why I don't like him. I hate the Raiders with a passion. I grew up in SoCal. I beat up. Uh, I grew up beating up Raider fans. Man, I hate those guys. They're so disrespectful, especially when I fly my Packers stuff. I love fighting. You know, I, I grew up in MMA. And most people don't know that, especially when you're the only white boy in the neighborhood. A lot of essays, man, with their Raider shit. Raiders! And bing, 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 bing. Raiders and 49ers fans. I love beating them two up. Um, Yeah, so special teams, man. Y'all ass, dude. D, definitely getting a D. Now, I got to talk about coaching. Now, I went over the individual coach at Joe Barry, you're getting an A+. Special teams coordinator, you're getting a D. Offensive coordinator, we don't even speak about you because that's all our head coach does. So, I want to speak about 
Coach LaFleur. What is a grade of Coach LaFleur? You're getting an F. You're getting a fat F. A fail. A fucking fail. You fucking suck. I hate everything about you. Why do I say this? Now, this is very personal to me. He had a halftime interview before, right after he came out of halftime. Matt LaFleur took zero responsibility for what happened before halftime. He put it all on the players. You came out. You told what the hell you felt. You came out. We got the real raw emotion. You blamed everybody but yourself. Today in a press conference, Matt LaFleur took full responsibility. He said, that's on me. That's all on me. What the change, man? What's the change? You know what I mean? Why you come out before halftime, you blame every player. You didn't put yourself in the conversation at all. You go home. I bet there's somebody over there trying to tell you how to be politically correct. You know what I mean? Your little, uh, I don't know if you have representation. Somebody would be like, oh, man, you better take responsibility for that. Because uh, that was ass, dude. I didn't like anything about that. That was a failure of leadership, 100%. I saw you throw your shit, your headphones, you know, your uh, headset after the play where, where we all saw that he was very emotional. We call it a bitch, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a 50 cent G unit. You motherfucker be so emotional. That's why we, yeah, you bitch. Yeah, however, when I forget how it goes, but um, I'm not an emotional guy. I'll tell you that right now. That dude right there. Not a football player. Um, Matt LaFleur is not leading shit, man. I saw him in the locker room after after the game. Rashawn Gary's throwing this dude around like he's a chihuahua. Just listen to him. He looked like a chihuahua around a bunch of dogs. Like, chup, 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 chup. These guys, they ain't listening to your shit, man. And I say this. I watched an Antonio Pierce interview. That dude's leadership, that dude's determination, that dude... He is a leader. He's a former football player, a defensive player at that. But just the way he t- – you know that he will not ask you to do something that he's unwilling to do himself. Matt LaFleur, I doubt he's ever stepped on a football field. That dude is softer than my damn pillow. I'll keep it real. He can draw up Matt Shan- Kyle Shanahan's offense. Don't get me wrong. He can be an offensive coordinator. But to say that he's le- – no, nah, hell. Now, that was a failure of leadership. That was a fail on your part. I'm going to call you out. You're a piece of shit for that one. But I haven't liked you since – I, I thought he was always a spoiled brat to get in. Um, definitely made a living off of uh, Kyle Shanahan and – Sean McVay, and then from there he made a living off of Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers made him look good. Right now, it seems like Jordan Love, man, that boy's he's special. He's special. I ain't gonna lie. He's doing some shit. Um, it's, it's borderline special at this point. We gotta see what he does in the playoffs. But some of those passes were simply amazing. The timing of him, he dropped it right over the defender. I mean, there were there were some special ones. We definitely got to question his call right there before halftime. Um, as throwing the ball to that wide receiver, it probably should have been more outside or even over his head, depending on, I mean, that, that corner played one hell of a play, man. He was way back there. He came driving on that ball and lit his ass up. So it, it was a very interesting situation, but I just, I didn't like that LaFleur even put him in that situation, especially with LaFleur's, uh, history of failed clock management. I'll never forgive him for going for that field goal instead of letting Aaron Rodgers get a chance to win the game. Definitely costed us that season, and uh, I haven't forgiven you since, bro. I'll, I'll keep it on it. I'm one that keeps grudges. Um, it is what it is. Uh, everybody will tell you. So, coaching, I think we failed, man. We, we clearly failed um, on, on that side as far as being a leader. I thought that was disgusting. I understand why we have all these problems in the locker room, like Jahir appointing himself a leader on the coin flip. It's very clear there's a lack of leadership in the room. We do have – I like how Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones – Right. Yeah. Aaron Jones, he always tries. You know, I see him out there. He's real hype. He's real hype. And he's, he's real. He's cool with them. You know what I mean? They don't fear him, but he's real cool with everybody. So I do like his leadership on the other side. 
since we don't have it from the, the quarterback position, I, I don't say that offensively. It's just Jordan Love is more of a soft-spoken person, which, which is fine. You know what I mean? As a quarterback, your job is not to be the leader. I mean, it's cool if you are, but if you have a really strong head coach, you don't even need that. We don't have a strong head coach. We don't have a strong will, uh, a strong speaking vocal quarterback. And that's just not who Jordan Love is. I won't even ask him to do that. However, Aaron Jones, he tries to step up to the plate. I do like the way he does that. I respect it. And um, give it up for him one more time, man. Hopefully that dude can retire a Packer. That would be a beautiful thing. I know typically that doesn't work out, especially in the line in the running back position. Before we go any further, we got to take our hats off. Derek Henry, man, you are a true blessing. You're an inspiration. You are the definition of a great man. Give it up for Derek Henry. I I know you probably won't be back in Tennessee next year. I don't know what's going to happen for you, but, man, I love you, man. I love Derek Henry just like I loved Adrian Peterson, just like I loved Barry Sanders. They're just certain running backs, man. They just hit me. Uh, I love Joe, Joe, Joe Mixon is probably the one that I – is it Nixon? Joe Mixon. Nixon? Nixon. I don't remember. But uh Bengals. I love watching him play right now. He's one of my favorite just to watch. Um Gibbs is up there too. I don't even like saying it. I'm gonna think of Mr. Rob Winkler right there just because I just messaged him on uh Twitter about it. It's, they're special, man. They're, that running back combo with uh D- was it David Montgomery and Jabil Gibbs or some shit like that. It's just this very special. Um I was talking with him at the beginning of the season. I was like, why did y'all let Swift and Jamal Williams go? I did not like that move. I thought that they were gonna take a step back and they've done nothing but gone forward. So big props to them as well. Big props. Man, this league is gonna be a crazy year, man. And these these playoffs are really heating up. Um games covered, covered all that. Next week, wild card weekend. Sunday, 1.30 p.m. California time is probably, uh, I don't know, y'all might be Central or Eastern. I don't know where the hell you are, but you, you, you do the math on that one. Packers versus Cowboys. This is huge. We got McCarthy. We're going back to see Mike McCarthy, man. Mike McCarthy versus his old team. Um, I definitely still love McCarthy. I thought Aaron Rodgers was more of the issue when he left. I think that's become a lot more apparent with watching what McCarthy has been able to accomplish over there in Dallas. I think that he's done a very good job, especially – uh. On all phases. I mean, they have a strong offense, strong defense. I know he's got Quinn as a special teams coordinator. That dude's a beast. He's probably going to be a head coach at the end of this year, especially if they win the Super Bowl. Dan Quinn will be a head coach next year. Um, whew, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. How do I feel about this game? You already know. I, I've said it throughout this whole conversation. I think we will be outcoached. Um, definitely will be outcoached. Um, you know, just fuck. McCarthy's been in this situation so many times, he already knows how this is going to go. As long as the pressure doesn't get to him, I think he'll, he'll definitely outcoach LaFleur. Now, LaFleur can coach the offense. He's, he's, he's an offensive coordinator. Don't, don't take it away from him. He can, draw, he can draw Kyle Shanahan's plays all day, but how much will he be able to adjust and game plan? We'll see. Um, I do give it up to Green Bay. I think coming out that third quarter, the Packers are the best in the third quarter, so I can't take away from the floor and say he doesn't make adjustments because whatever he does at halftime has been working when it comes to the third quarter, so we give it up to him for that one. You don't have much to give it up for him. For, I give it up where it's due. And uh, I'm excited. I am hella excited, man. I, I want to see Mike McCarthy. I, I love seeing his ass. Boy, that's, uh, he's one of us, man. He's always been a Packer. Um, I've always been, even when I see Andy Reid, I still view Andy Reid as a Packer. And I know he was with Philly forever, him and McNabb. I mean, just you look at the history, man. The Packers coaching staff was awesome. I think they had all started under uh, 
Mike Sherman, if I remember correctly. And we had, we had some studs in there. We had John Gruden. We had a, what the hell is that dude's name that was in Tennessee forever? I forget, man, whatever. Like I said, my memory is not the strong suit, so that's why I literally watched the game back three times. I got to beat this shit into my memory. Um, That's it, folks. I'm going to get you. Before the game, I'll come back. I'll definitely do a, you know, a preview, but this is wrapping up this week. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. I've been, getting, been growing my ass off on Twitter. I was definitely bigger on Facebook and uh I don't even think I have one on Instagram, but definitely growing on Twitter. So for those of there that show me some love on Twitter, I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you ain't on there, y'all should probably jump on there because Twitter is where the future is. At. Twitter is the now. I ain't even going to say the future, but Twitter is now. Anybody on Facebook, I don't know what the hell you're doing still. Oh, man, love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Definitely got some cool-ass uh, little NFL standings board from one of my na- from one of my homeboys, so I appreciate that, man. Thank you for everybody. Thank you for just all of y'all, man. All all the Packer Nation, all the NFL, everybody, every person in here, man, I love y'all. I love you all, and I hate you all the same. So it's like, appreciate you. This is Bob Dog. Check back in with you before the game next week, and uh, I'm out. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!